Can we find peace, calm in the middle of crazy? Yes, because not only does Jesus come to bring peace, he can bring peace in the midst of a storm. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Aren't you glad our God can bring peace to this world and to our lives and can calm storms? Oh, listen, Welcome to In Grace, and I'm Jim Scudder, Jr. Today, we're going to continue to talk about finding peace, calm in the middle of crazy, as we're in a series today, a short series that will really help, I think, all of us to you know, find not just inner peace or world peace, but a true peace where every step of our life is hallmarked by a certain calm, a certain attitude of really believing that God has us in his hand and 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 is going to protect us and guide us. So that's what we're going to talk about today and more here on In Grace as we're looking at Luke chapter 1 and also Matthew chapter 4. Right before we get into today's message, you've been hearing me talk about In Grace television. Well, a lot of you hear us on the radio or listen to the podcast, and that's great, and we love that. We want to make sure you're also watching In Grace television and videos. So we're on every Wednesday night, tonight on TBN. You can watch In Grace. TBN is the largest Christian network in the world. And you can also watch us anytime for free on YouTube or Roku. If you want to find us on YouTube or Roku, just search for In Grace. And then while you're there, if you wouldn't mind subscribing that way, you'll know when we release a new video, we do all the time. And we also would love for you to like each of the programs if you like them and also get the alerts that uh, we have something new for you. So that would really help more people to watch In Grace as YouTube and Roku's algorithms you know, push us further out if more of you subscribe, get alerts, and like the videos. So that would be wonderful, but we would love for you to watch In Grace and also be excited because we have some of our In Grace videos available for you. I'll tell you more at the end of the program today, but we have one that I'm especially excited about. It's called A Tour of Noah's Ark, the full-size ark in Northern Kentucky with Bodie Hodge. And you can get that for a gift of any amount to InGrace, and we're going to thank you by sending you this great four-part video series by either DVD or digital download. So you can contact us, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. And while you're on our website, check out our cruise to Alaska coming up in July and our trip to Israel in February. I do think that if you don't Laugh, you'll cry. It's kind of been our, our little sub-theme of this series. Because the world is crazy. We have a lot of things in this world that aren't funny, that are, are painful, that are, are hard. And we're going to talk about finding peace, calm in the middle of crazy today. And we're not just talking about some real big, vague uh, prayer request of almost everyone is pray for world peace, okay? Which, would, listen, I, I would love world peace. I truly would. As a matter of fact, Isaiah predicts world peace when he was talking about the, the Messiah coming 
and he will be called, one of the names that he'll be called is Prince of Peace. So there is world peace coming, but it will not come until after Jesus comes back to this earth. I'll promise you that. We can make every attempt at peace, world peace, and it's not going to come. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't try. We should try. We should applaud for any attempt to stop conflict and stop war, but it's still not going to ever happen until the Prince of Peace comes. We are still burdened by the conflict that's happening today in Ukraine, although it seems like Russia has pulled back. They're finding uh, more and more atrocities have taken place. Mass graves are being found. And I'm really burdened. I'm burdened for many reasons. One is that there are a number of people in our church, as we have a ministry to uh, people that are of Slavic lands and areas, that uh, they're, they're being affected. I talked to a family last week that has family in Mariupol and have lost people there, and, and they don't know what's, uh, all the details of what, what's happening there. And then we have some people that have relatives in Ukraine and in Russia. And I do want to repeat again, I don't believe this is the people, the Russian people's fault. It's the, the government of Russia's fault uh, that these things are happening. The solution isn't a new world order, by the way. The solution is the Prince of Peace coming and people recognizing the Prince of Peace. We have sent an offering to Ukraine, to a group of Baptist churches, uh, to be used for anything that they need to help refugees and people that are trying to flee. The money's actually in Ukraine now, and uh, we pray for that if you want to give toward that. We actually sent more than actually came in, but you can uh, write a, a check or memo, an online gift with Ukraine on there, and we'll make sure it goes, and we'll get a report back to you on some of the things that was done with that money. Number one, Jesus came to bring peace. Isn't that what Zacharias proclaimed, the father of John the Baptist, who couldn't speak until he named his son John, because that's what God told him to do. And once he named his son John, and everyone else said, why would you name him John? You know, you should name him after you. Well, I was named after my dad, which is fine. It's good. It's okay. But it is confusing. Because then you have, which, which James are you talking about? Uh, you, and then my dad would really complicate things by saying, no, um, this, referring to me, is my dad. Especially he would do this when we went through TSA. Like, the, the one place you don't joke around is TSA. Because they randomly select you for more screening. And he would always tell them, this is my, my dad, and point to me. Like, okay. No one believes that. One time they thought we were brothers. One time. But he really latched onto that. He thought that was great. But he said, no, his name isn't Zacharias. His name is John. And then once he named him John, of course, this is just before the birth of Christ, he started to speak. He started to talk. Look at that, that verse uh, where he says in Luke uh, 1, about the day spring from on high, in Luke 1, through the tender mercies of our God, 
whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. The day spring from on high, this is Jesus. This is the one that was, is going to be born into the world. And, and the reason he's coming is to be like the sunrise. I love in English that sun and sun are, sound the same. The sun comes up and it's glorious. I love sunrises. Beautiful, usually peaceful. The day spring from on high hath visited us. The sun has come. And he came to bring light to those that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. And then it says to guide our feet in the way of peace. So we're trying to find peace. And right away, early in the Bible, even before Jesus was born, we have a prediction of peace. Just as Isaiah 53 tells us, the Prince of Peace is going to come. The Greek word for peace in many of the verses that we're going to study today, all but one, is Irene. Irene is this idea of quietness, rest, prosperity, or this is, I think, the best way to think of peace in relation to Jesus. Set at one again. Irene. Set at one again. Is that not what we want? We want to be restored back to the way it should have been before sin entered the world and, and, and death by sin and all the consequences of sin, which is broken relationships, losing loved ones, wars, so on and so forth, pandemics. It's all because of sin, original sin and our sin. And to find peace is to be set back to the way it was, to set at one again, Irene. And that's the, that's the word here in Luke 1, 79, but then also in the angelic announcement. So Luke 2, if you turn the chapter from Luke 1 to 2, this is the actual birth of Jesus, the one that John the Baptist was coming to proclaim, to make way, uh, straight the way of Jesus, to announce that the Messiah is now here. Jesus came in Bethlehem and he had an, an announcement. There was an announcement. I love birth announcements. Now they're doing these uh, gender reveals and uh, we have a, a, a staff family in the church and, and she was expecting twins. And so those are, those are fun, right? We didn't know about gender reveals when, when we had kids. We, we missed a lot in life. Like, we actually didn't even know that the reveal was like, oh, it's, it's a girl, okay? That was the way we used to do it. And then, then you get to go paint the room pink or blue, you know? It's so much more fun when you have a time crunch called the babies coming home from the hospital. But now they know months and months ahead, and, and they have this. Uh, so their reveal was, uh, uh, a, uh, it looked like, I got a picture of it, a uh, tea like a baseball tee ball, and it, maybe a ball, and, and they had their, their son uh, swing the bat and hit the ball, and there was a puff of whatever color was going to be the gender. That's kind of cool. So I got a picture of pink and blue. You know what that means? You guys are smart, right? Boy and girl, okay. So pretty cool. But, but how, how would you like this as your birth announcement? 
suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What a birth announcement that must have been on that dark, quiet hillside in Israel, in Bethlehem. And suddenly the sky was full of angels and the announcement included on earth what? Peace, peace, irene, at one again. Prosperity, quietness, rest. Isn't that what we're seeking? Isn't that what we're longing for as individuals and as a world? Well, Jesus came for that reason. That's why he came, to provide us peace. How many animals could fit on Noah's Ark? Did the flood really cover the entire earth? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than InGrace's exciting video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky with Bodie Hodge, the son-in-law of Answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a walk through creation with Ken Ham and exploring God's oceans. Or get our entire eight series creation bundle for only $100. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to learn about a young earth and explore the beauty of God's world. Call now, 800-78-GRACE or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Verse 36 of Mark 4, it says, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Now, let's talk about ships. You're thinking like massive schooner, a big sailing ship, Nina, Pinta, Santa Maria. That's kind of what we're thinking, right? When we read these words in the, in the uh, King James. Well, I don't want to disappoint you, but this isn't as, as huge as it sounds. I also wouldn't call it a boat because a boat is kind of like, it could be like a, a little rowboat, right? So this thing, bigger than a rowboat, smaller than a ship, it would have been considered a ship. It was probably one of the largest vessels on the Sea of Galilee. But this, the Sea of Galilee isn't really that huge. It is the lowest freshwater lake in the world, so that's cool. If you ever would love to see that for yourself, to actually go on a boat ride on that lake, we'll take you. We do tours to Israel. We have one coming up in February. You can find flyers on that in the lobby. We would love for you to go to Israel with us. It is the best investment you'll ever make because not only is it a nice vacation, we do, it's 10 days, really great hotels and guides and you know, we plan the whole itinerary. It's a lot of fun and we get to spend time uh, with you. But it's, it's more than that. When you go to Israel, it's, it's like a spiritual experience that you will not get anywhere else. It's amazing. I have this experience every time, and I have the privilege of going often to Israel, but 
If you can ever go, please try to go. But you say, well, I can never afford it. Well, just pray. If the Lord wants you to go, he'll, he'll provide. You will go to Israel one day if you're saved, by the way. Uh, you have a, a guaranteed uh, passage and, and you will have safe arrival in Israel one day. I promise you that. Might not look exactly like it looks today, but it'll look a lot better. It's about 13 miles long, seven and a half miles wide. Why is it called the sea? Well, look at, around it on the, on the topographical map. You see that there are hills, and the hills rise up hundreds of feet around the lake on all sides but the south, which is the Jordan Valley, uh, Jordan River Valley. But it's, it's that steep, kind of that bowl effect that the winds can sometimes come through suddenly and create quite a treacherous body of water. Have you ever been out on a boat and you weren't positive you were going to get back to shore? I have a few times. But Jesus was in Magdala, Mary of Magdalene, she was from there. So just north between there and Capernaum is a place that we call, it's a kibbutz called Nof Genesar. And there's a museum there that we'll take you to on our tour. We actually take you from where our hotel is just south of Magdala is the city of Tiberias. We take a boat ride from there all the way up to Nafganistar. We get out and we go to see an ancient boat. About 27 feet long. So those of you that know boats, you know that's, it's, it's a decent sized boat. You could probably put 15 people in there. It has raised decks on the front and back. It also would have had a sail because they would sail often, but they also had the ability to row. And in our text, you're going to find out that Jesus was in the back sleeping. You wonder, how's that possible with the water coming in? So he had water coming in, but the raised deck, Jesus would have been on the back of that uh, sleeping on a cushion because he was tired. And that, that shows us Jesus' humanity, doesn't it? That he was us. He got tired. He was teaching. He was healing. He was helping people. And now it's evening. Now it's time. Usually people go to sleep in the evening. And he was tired. They were going into a boat, a ship, and heading across the sea. This is incredible. They call this the Jesus boat. It's in a museum right on the, the Sea of Galilee. And we've been there many, many times. How many of you have actually seen that with your eyes? A lot of you have. And uh, can you imagine wood that's lasted for over 2,000 years? How did it last? Well, they sunk this in the Sea of Galilee, and it was encased with mud. And when they had a drought a number of years ago, and I remember this, we were doing tours to Israel when this was found. A couple of guys were walking on that receded shoreline. They saw a piece of wood sticking up. It was spongy. They started to dig it, and it turned out to be this incredible archaeological find of a wooden ship because they didn't have any reference uh, to that before they found this. And uh, we actually interviewed the woman who did the conservation of this. If you ever see a video, they, they surrounded this. They dug it out, surrounded it with foam, and they actually floated it in to shore. The one sitting on the boat, the first one to, to ride this boat in 2,000 years, her name was Orner Cohen. She's an archaeological conservationist in Israel, and we got to interview her on In Grace. And she's the one that got this thing conserved. They were able to inject it with uh, wax, and it, it's preserved it, so you can actually go see it in Israel. Now, is that, is that a boat that Jesus was in? We don't know. I know you want it. We all want it to be. They call it the Jesus boat, but it, it could have been, certainly. It's from that time. It was dated, carbon dated to the time, just right at, at Jesus, a little before Jesus or right at his, 
his life and ministry. Certainly that style would have been used. So when you think, so when you read verses in the Bible, it's kind of helpful to see images, right, of these things. Okay, so we continue on. In Mark 4, 37, it says, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Now, I don't think this means it's full to the top because then it would be going down, right? But it had a lot of water in it. I don't know if you know this, but it's not good for a boat to have water inside. It kind of defeats the whole purpose of displacement. And what happens when water comes inside a vessel, it starts to sink. It reminds me of a guy They were out shark fishing, and if you catch a really, really big shark, it's very wise to kill the shark before you bring it into the boat. Very wise. So some fishermen will actually, if they're fishing for shark, they'll carry a gun, and they shoot it, and then they bring it in. Well, one guy was out there, he'd never been fishing before, he had a shark on, they brought it in, the guy didn't realize, so he grabs it and flips it into the boat. It's alive. And it starts to tear apart the boat, So this guy that brings in the live shark grabs the gun and shoots the shark in the boat. So now you have not only a live shark, but now he's swimming around in water that you shouldn't have in the bottom of your boat. I don't know if if you'd ever like to be in a situation like that or like this, but this is not a good situation. If you're a boater, you know this is bad. The ship is full. The waves are are coming in. Just all of a sudden, the storm hit. And, and, and this is when panic takes over. This is a real, so anytime I'm with my, my kids, grandkids, or, or high school kids, or whoever, and, and, and there's something dangerous happening, I always say, stay calm. Don't panic. Why? Because the moment we start to panic, the moment we stop being calm, our, our thinking gets all scrambled. You cannot think properly if you're panicking. Stay calm, whatever the situation is, so that that way you can think about it rationally. When you panic, you don't think correctly. So the boat's filling up. It says in verse 38 that he, Jesus, was in the hinder part of the ship, which is the stern, asleep on a pillow. That's astounding to me. He's asleep in the storm. And they awake him. And say unto him, and this is where I cringe. This is where I cringe. And this is where I I warn all of us. Listen, we can say the stupidest things. Let's think about what we say before it comes out of our mouth. Okay? Once it comes out, it's out. You can say you're sorry, you didn't mean it, it came because you were under pressure, whatever. It still came out of your mouth. Think before you speak. (laughs) That's great wisdom, isn't it? Well, we're going to find out exactly what happened in the storm tomorrow on In Grace. Don't forget to tune in to our Thursday broadcast. Right before we go, though, let me remind you that we have a great video resource for you this month for your gift of any amount to In Grace. Your gift will make sure more people hear the gospel. But we're going to send you, we're going to thank you by sending you a powerful four-part video that will really answer people's questions, your questions, your friends' questions about the Ark of Noah, creation and evolution, 
the flood, the, the layers that we find, the fossils. How did all the animals fit on the ark? All of that is answered in this really exciting and entertaining and informational video series, either by DVD or digital download. You make a gift of any amount, I'm going to thank you by sending you a tour of Noah's Ark with Bodhi Hodge. If your gift is $35 or more, I'm going to send you two more really great creation videos. One is Exploring God's Ocean, a dive in the Keys with a marine biologist, and a walk through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham. Now, some of you want to give more. So if you want to give $100 or more, let me send you our entire creation bundle, eight powerful videos, all exciting and all very full of good information that you'll remember so that you can use it to share with other people and hopefully help them find the Creator. Don't forget to get the video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham and Exploring God's Oceans. Or get our entire eight series creation bundle for just $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.